Hello, everyone. Welcome to Roses and Weeds, a City of Tyler podcast that is about whatever you're curious about with the city of Tyler. My name's Sam Brady. I worked I worked for the city of Tyler for about three years. And I'm joined today by Veronica Brady. Hello there. Hey, everyone. I'm Veronica Brady. Hey, Veronica. I am the Innovation Pipeline Director. And if you want to make a podcast, too, come on over to our studio. We have got the perfect setup for you. That's right. In fact, we're recording today in the Innovation Pipeline. Isn't it's that true. Right? Yeah. And, and all of this brain power here is totally at your disposal. So if you're interested in making a podcast, a show, using a, a record equipment, green screen, anything, the Innovation Pipeline is a resource and a space that is here for you. That's right. And not only is it staffed by City of Tyler employees, we actually get a lot of support from the College of Business and Technology from UT Tyler. They provide a lot of actual staffing hours here at the facility. And if you want to get a membership, you can do that on July 29th. Well, that's great, Veronica, but what are we doing here today? Hey, so we are joined by two special guests today. We have Stephanie Franklin, one of the City of Tyler's Managing Directors. Hi, Stephanie. Hi, guys. How's it going today? So really good. well. It's Friday. Friday is the best day. It's always the best day. And we're also joined by Billy Yates from Tyler PD. What's your beautiful title, Billy? Hello, everyone. My name is Billy Yates, like Veronica mentioned, and I am the Assistant Chief over the Criminal Investigation Division. See, it was too long for me to remember, but that's awesome. It sounds important. It sounds it's good. so important. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm just a little bitty stepping stone towards uh, a bigger department. That's true. We're uh, all just little parts in a really big organization that is the city of Tyler. So it's really awesome for both of you to be here for our first episode so excited to get started on this. And I think we just had a couple of things that we wanted to talk about with this last council meeting. So in case you don't know, council meetings happen on the second and fourth Wednesday of each month, and they begin at 9 a.m. So if you're interested in attending a council meeting and just finding out what's happening in your city, you are welcome to attend. And if you don't have the flexibility to get here at that time they are also on the city of tyler website and we'll provide that link to you in the show notes and on channel three. Oh yeah also, our local access channel mm, that's nice so here at rose weeds we're going to talk about whatever's going on in the city about what's going on in city council and about anything that you are interested in so if there's something you'd like to uh, ask us about or for us to talk about we are here for you you can get in touch with the show at public relations at tylertexas.com billy i am so sad that your uh, beautiful outfit is wasted on this podcast no one's gonna be able to see you but that uh, is a, that's okay i, I uh, that's a very sharp outfit sir well thanks sir thank you very much mm-hmm. uh, suit yeah. and tie i feel good for those of you who can't see him yeah it's very classy thank you thank you very much so i mean that means that billy is the classiest police officer that we've ever had on this podcast. I think it's safe to say. I think the bar is set. Uh, no competition. Literally. You guys realize this is our first podcast? Yes. That's Steffi, don't take this away from him. <laughs> but I still feel special, this. though. Exactly. I still don't special. take it away. It's a trophy. <laughs> <laughs> so, right. Brooke, what, what would you like to talk about on this inaugural episode of Roses and Weeds? I've got a few topics here, but is, is there anything on your mind? Yes, absolutely. So, one of the things that I want to talk about is sound. 
because we're making sounds right now and sometimes I'm a person that gets a little bit loud and I've noticed that there is a new what is it regulation or policy with the city of Tyler where I have to be more quiet is that correct yes it's a, a new news noise ordinance that has been put in place Tyler has always had one but because of some of the concerns being addressed by the citizens kind of went back and looked at them and in order to address their concerns we've kind of uh, restructured it. Normally, uh, or let me back up a little bit before I say normally, the state of Texas allows 85 decibels as a maximum limit for a noise. Uh, because of some of the concerns of the citizens uh, and some of the complaints we received at the Tyler Police Department, we went back and reviewed it. Uh, and we think as a whole city and a department, we wanted to lower it. Uh, that way the citizens around specific locations can have a, a, a I guess, a, a better atmosphere and without having to hear the, the abundance of noise that are coming from these uh, outdoor venues, which are one of the concerns we were having. Mr. Yates, about how much is uh, 80 decibels, would you say? Without actually, um, I'll, I'd probably say a dishwasher. Okay. Or uh, uh, say a, a truck that's been cranked up and revving up, it's like 80 decibels, 85 decibels. Gotcha, okay. How about when I jam my radio in the car with the windows down? Yeah, that's easy. Uh, <laughs> that's easy. <laughs> that's easy. Um, as I mentioned before, we've had a noise ordinance in place. That particular section of the noise ordinance still stands. Uh, it is 50 feet from a vehicle, whether your vehicle is uh, playing loud music or you can hear the bass vibrating throughout the car. 50 feet is a maximum limit. At that time, we're allowed to uh, initiate contact with an individual. We're not there to give citations or we're, we're wanting compliance from the citizens. And uh, we usually get that. So what happens if you are a repeat violator of this new no noise ordinance? So is there a fine involved or what happens? Yes, like I mentioned, you know, when we contact somebody, our main goal is compliance. Obviously, there'll be situations where uh, we will not get compliance from uh, uh, individuals or businesses, and uh, we will take further steps to make sure that the, the citizens around that business or that particular location uh, is satisfied. If that means that we will do a progressive, uh, say, for example, approach them, here's your warning, this is where you need to be at as far as the decibel rating, and we have to come back, we will take other steps to make sure the citizen who's complaining gets a peace of mind. And how does that affect businesses that maybe bring in music or something for their guests, especially downtown and on the square, that's more in transition to become an entertainment district. So how do we deal with that in the future as we have more and more public performance? Well, within our new policy, our new uh, city ordinance, uh, DBAC, the Downtown Business, Arts, and Culture area, they are given uh, a little leeway in that the time frame that is adjusted for their the downtown area. At no time will they still be allowed to go over the 75 decibels. But like I said, the, the time frame will be extended, and after a certain time frame, it'll be 63 decibels, I believe. So, Billy, a couple of things that uh, came up at council were, how about where do you measure from? Yes, that's been one of our, our biggest concerns and one of our uh, biggest hurdles we've had to jump over. What we're doing now is from where the noise complaint is being heard, uh, that's where we're measuring from. So ex for example, if an individual's inside their house and they hear a loud noise, that's where we will measure from, not outside of their property line. However, if they're in their backyard, for example, and they hear music, we will measure from where they're sitting or standing. 
that's how we will address it from now on. And what if you can't get on someone's private property? What happens then? In reference to? The complainant. If they call in, they say, I don't want to leave my name. So nobody wants to be contacted right. in reference. They just don't want to be. You know, right. The, what we'll do, we'll end up contacting the, the source of the music. Let them know we have received complaints. Uh, and encourage them to turn the music down or, or uh, let them know that there are, there are music being played from whatever the source is to kind of lower it a little bit. And if we get another complaint, we'll address it then. So how do you actually measure that sound, or how do you know what that is? We have several instruments that, that measure sound very accurate. Each location of Fartner Park Station, as well as our, our main police station, has those devices as well. And would you encourage a citizen who maybe just wants, before they even call, to download an app and maybe measure that with an app on their own just before calling in just to see if maybe, oh, maybe they're being too sensitive or... They could, but in the long run, it'll be our measuring device that really kind of tells the tale of what's going on. Perfect. So one more thing I was going to add, a council, it came up that an ordinance is an ordinance. It can be changed. It can be updated. It can be monitored. Mm -hmm. So one thing the council wanted to see is let's, let's just test it out over the next year and see how it goes. So I think that's what you all are going to be doing is getting feedback from citizens and and addressing different issues that come up, and then maybe it, as you need an amendment to the ordinance, that will happen. Yeah, I, th- I think the main thing the citizens need to be aware of, this is kind of an educational period for not only us, but the citizens as well. And, and we're not out to um, start writing citations or, or uh, anything in that nature. We're wanting compliance, like I mentioned before, and we will give them a grace period. And once that grace period is over, we'll, we'll kind of start you know, giving verbal warnings and progressing from there. It's kind of thematically... Nice to have our Noggle episode issue one day one is sound for this podcast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> seems I agree. very it's ironic. It has a theme, and as a theme, that's yeah, right. There you go. There you go. Well, that's great, uh, St- Stephanie. What do you what do you do up in the city of Tyler? So I'm one of the managing directors here at the city of Tyler. I deal in, I dabble in culture, recreation, tourism. I consider um, my position a little more fun sometimes. The you get to have some. You know, entertaining items. We just opened up the Bergfeld Amphitheater recently, and we had a, a, a big item go to council. A couple of big items go to council. Uh, one of them was the Rose Complex Master Plan. <laughs> Can you tell us a little bit about that? <laughs> <laughs> the Rose Complex Master Plan incorporates all of the properties that are around Harvey Convention Center and the Rose Garden. Everybody probably knows the Rose Garden, hence the name, Roses and Weeds. The city of Tyler is known for roses, so... The Rose Garden is one of our number one visited tourism attractions in the city. And the complex, uh, the plan really looks at the entire complex, multiple different property owners. So you have TISD, the independent school district here. You have uh, the Civic Theater, the city of Tyler. And we wanted to look at this area comprehensively. So take take an approach to step back and see how all of these land uses work together and how we could better reconfigure that area because it really has been since the 1970s when that area was updated and it was time to take a a new fresh look at it. So who actually works on the master plan? Is this just city officials and maybe these other partners, the higher ups in their chain of command or? So what we did is we went out for a request for proposal and we hired a company out of Dallas, Half and Associates. You may know the stockyards in Fort Worth. Mm -hmm. They worked on that project, a redevelopment project. They worked on 
the American Airlines Center back when you may not remember, but that area was completely an industrial wasteland and they brought it back with their master plan. So we thought they would be uh, a good firm for us to use here in Tyler. So they were really the head of the project, but we had a steering committee led by Senator, former Senator Kevin Eltai. Uh, about a 28 member steering committee. We uh, took about a 10 month period to draft the plan and stakeholder interviews and citizen input to create what we have as the master plan that was approved by council. So the Innovation Pipeline is a project that has been realized. It's the city doing it. It's a lot of other folks doing it. But UT Tyler has had a lot of participation in, in that, too. I know we have a, um, an intern here from UT Tyler as well in the room. Hello there. Shout uh, out. Hello. Hi. <laughs> Go Patriots. <laughs> exactly. Talons up. Yeah. That's Not right. what it is. Talons up. We work very closely with all the different institutions uh, that are, we're so lucky to have reside here. I, I know that you've just had an agreement with UT Tyler recently, Stephanie. We did. Also, an item that went to council this last meeting was a interlocal agreement with UT Tyler. We have a city arborist on staff, and UT Tyler was looking at how can they further advance tree preservation on campus. They were interested in applying for Tree Campus USA application. A lot of different campuses in the state of Texas have that designation. UT Tyler, if some of you haven't been to that campus, is a beautiful campus. A lot of the reasons that people choose to go to that school is because of its natural beauty. And the president and all of the players at UT Tyler realized that was an important part of their student body and why they went to school there. So we're going to put our arborist on loan, basically, for UT Tyler to use him as a consultant, so to speak and they're going to pay the city a fee for that, and we'll use those fees to actually advance parks and recreation programs. So it's a great partnership, and we get to bring in some funding to be able to do some different things at our parks facility. That's cool. Sam, I actually wanted to circle back around to the Rose Complex Master Plan. So having things like Fort Worth Stockyards and American Airlines Center, that really, to me impresses that this is going to be a really cool place to go, a really fun place to hang out. So what are we going to see in the future from this plan? A lot of things the plan looked at, there are a lot of different elements the plan looked at, let me say that. And one of the main one of the main issues is Harvey was built in the 70s and it's really time to revitalize Harvey Convention Center. So should we keep it? Should we not? We're going to push Harvey back and build a new Harvey Convention Center and add a three and a half acre park. So when you drive into that area, you'll see more of a green grand entrance to the property. Mm. The Mayfair, some of you have probably heard about Save the Mayfair and that group. They're interested in saving that facility and bringing it back. And that's part of the plan. Also creating better circulation in the area so that traffic can flow in and out. So opening up some of the major corridors, streets that are in that facility, adding additional parking and trees and green space. The parking right now when you drive up is just a sea of that parking lot and asphalt and really want to add a green element to to the whole facility. Also a, a trail system around the entire the entire area. It's a little over four and a half miles. We would incorporate Windsor Nature Park, which is a park that's just west of that facility into, into the overall complex, and then create a sports complex because TISD has two large sports complexes there. One of them is the baseball 
complex and one of them is football and they want to add on to that so that means fire administration if you know their offices are down there and the fire training center is down there they'll probably be relocating in the future so are there any plans to have some sort of i guess like transit system in the city of tyler that goes more from where all of the hotels and stuff are in South Tyler to bring people to this convention center here? That's a really good question, Veronica, because we've been talking about that. What can we do to bring people from hotels? Because, you know, most a lot of cities have a hotel connected to their conference mm-hmm. center, and we're looking at that as a future project, building a whole new, you know, another conference center. But for us, it'll be about how can we connect them. So transit dollars can, can be used from hotel motel taxes to transport tourists. So we could begin in the future once this area starts hap- you know, hopping and uh, a lot of tourists are coming to the site again, we would be able to use tourism funds, hot tax, to transport people. That would be awesome. It would be awesome too if we could move people from downtown to the Rose Complex, to their hotels, really creating some type of permanent shuttle system be nice. Well, I was looking at the Tyler First plan a couple of days ago, and one of the things that's in there and is referenced in there is a lot of um, downtown trolley systems, Mm -hmm. and I think it would be really cool to see something like that come to Tyler as well. So in my travels going to places like Denver and things where there's a lot of easy uh, accessibility for tourists to get to one place from another is really a cool idea. So, you know, as a millennial, I'm super into that. (laughs) Yeah, you'd much rather take a transit opportunity maybe even ride your bike (laughs) than have to take a car so you know years ago early 1900s i think there's some photos of the trolley system and how it worked downtown at the smith county historical society so is that why some of the transit buses currently look like little trolley cars exactly uh full circle y'all this is great (laughs) (laughs) this is how it's supposed to work speaking of full circle i love how you brought that back because i've I've heard a lot of these words a lot i i work in the city rose um, master plan and everything but we got that so much for flushed out we can actually picture it we can even picture how it looked in historic tyler and that's great and i want to show that as an example of you, this can be a conversation so please reach out to us through the emails if you've got follow-up questions or you want to hear about that because we're here to talk about whatever is of interest to you that's so right. we and there's an example of how it brought that to life and we can see that in tyler through that that great follow-up question <laughs> thanks <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're the great bomb. line of Cool. Is there any anything else you guys would like to talk about? Yeah. So this is a segment that I really hope makes it into the show every single week because even as a city employee and even trying to be as as knowledgeable as I can about the inner workings of the city because as employees we'll often get stopped by just random citizens that want to know something that's going on and it may not have anything to do with our department and so it's always really nice to just be a little bit knowledgeable about all of the things that are happening and I hope that this podcast can help facilitate other citizens to be a point of contact for someone that might have a question. And so one of the things I wanted to ask you guys is what's TERS? And please tell me like I'm five because <laughs> I would really like to understand this. I'm hearing this in council and I just want to understand what this is. TERS is an interesting word. Interesting. Uh, not is it word. an acronym? No. T-I-R-Z. Whatever. Yeah. It stands for Tax Increment Reinvestment Zone. To the average person who knows nothing about economic development and revitalization. TERS is t- 
tax increment reinvestment zone. So what does it do? It's a snapshot in time where basically we take the property tax values at that time and we then go forward as we, every year they're re tax, pro tax, the properties are re-evaluated from a taxing standpoint. And of course they're going to be increasing in value. You know, property values increase as redevelopment happens. Which is great. Which is great. And as that happens, the extra money from the snapshot on is put into a pot and the city council can decide to do various types of infrastructure improvements, whether that's adding green space, doing enhanced lighting, putting up directional signage, which is a big thing we talk about that, you know, the need for downtown to have directional signage. So any infrastructure improvements can be made with that pot of money. Any infrastructure any infrastructure mm -hmm. improvements what what happens is those infrastructure improvements then begin to spur economic development and more growth in the area people want to say hey look what's happening downtown they're adding new sidewalks or new lighting i'm gonna go put my business downtown for sure and downtown has changed drastically from when I was a, a young teenager, because I remember there was nothing down here at all that I knew about. It was, there was no reason to be down here, but now it's so cool. There's so many awesome things that are in downtown, and it's really walkable, which was really surprising to me when I started working downtown, is that, oh, you can just walk anywhere that you need to, because from the outside, you don't really see that, but you know, getting in here and walking around, it's really cool. So when I came to Tyler in 1998, I started working with downtown, and it was the same thing at that time. There wasn't much to it, but we can probably bring Billy in on this conversation because, you know, one of the things people talked about was, oh, it's crime-ridden. There's so much crime downtown. But so, Billy, is there really? No, there's not. <laughs> I remember, you know, kind of reflecting back when I was in high school, like Veronica saying there's really no reason to come down here back then. Uh, even when I was in high school, the only reason we drove down here is just to be seen because that's where everybody was hanging out. It was the square. Oh, it was the drag. One of my yeah, friends told there, me there, it was a place to drag. That's all we did. But there was nothing downtown other than people that you're seeing in high school. Going back to being crime-ridden, there, there's no more crime in one specific area anywhere in Tyler. It, it's, it, it happens uh, at a moment's notice, whether it's downtown, uh, East Tyler, West Tyler, South Tyler, North Tyler. It happens in a, in a blink of an eye. So it's really not um, directed to one geographical location. So I, I think you know downtown Tyler is a very safe place. Uh, there's, like I said, there's, there's more businesses downtown that are drawing more uh, citizens not only from Tyler, but from the East Texas area, which I think, you know, the more eyes you have in a location, the safer you're going to be. And, and that, that's, that's, what that's we always the way say, I look at it. That's what we always say about parks. The more people that use it, the safer the park becomes because mm -hmm. there's eyes and ears yes. on the parks all right. the time. Yes. Same thing with downtown. D have you done Hit the Bricks yet? The Bricks downtown has really been picking up some steam. Wow. So as, as the director of the Innovation Pipeline, I participated in that last weekend. I had so much fun. We gave so many tours of our facility. And of course, anytime you want to do a tour, just feel free to give us a call or email us. Um, you can check us out. Our website is tylerinnovationpipeline.com. It is a mouthful. But just get on there and schedule a tour or stop by on a Saturday. We usually give tours between 11 and 1. So anytime you want to come through and see the facility, that would be awesome. But Hit the Bricks is really cool. I'm actually working on a game for all of the downtown businesses to participate in next uh, 
I guess it's August 12th. It'll be August 12th. So um, hopefully that'll all work out. But I'm actually making custom stamps for a bunch of the businesses downtown so we can play a stamp collectum game. And talk about trolley. Not that there's a trolley, but there's a darling little VW bus with the top cut out. Have you seen it? I have seen it. It was the cutest thing I have ever seen. (laughs) I was in my car and I thought, oh, why am I not walking right now? I would get on that in a second. It was so cute. That's cool. I'll have to check that out. Yeah, have, we need to come down and you should. Yeah, check. it's so yeah, cute. You'll absolutely. have to. You'll have to both come down and check it out because last weekend it was very crowded. Hmm. A lot of people downtown. A lot of interesting things going on. They're actually filming a movie downtown. Yeah, that I was heard intense. About that. I there was a, there was a bar crawl. Hmm. A lot of different things going on. Some booths downtown to art. All different art gallery was opening at Main Street Tyler. So downtown is really making a comeback, and it's exciting. Yeah, it's a really cool thing to be a part of. And, and because I'm with the police department, you know, we're talking about crime and whatnot. Mm-hmm. At, if you're a citizen of Tyler or whether you're, whether you're just from East Texas area, if you come downtown, uh, the chances of you seeing a police officer on one of those cool little T3s are pretty good. Yes. Uh, we have I, several officers that, that, yes. that ride around those things. I would probably wreck and crash out. <laughs> but but I, I don't think, uh, I can't remember any of those guys wrecking out, but the, the citizens who come downtown will be protected, hands down, no doubt. I did see, what are those things called? T3s. T3. Hmm. So that means they have three wheels, I guess. Absolutely. So I did see one parked at the foundry. On, yes. I think it was Saturday. Yeah. So I did see them downtown. Yeah, they're they're kind of cool. They, yeah. they get around pretty good. That's awesome. So where can people actually park? Because I know that parking is a really big challenge for a lot of people, especially if you're not familiar with downtown Tyler. So when you come downtown, there's a large three-story parking garage the city built and off of Broadway. So there's a lot of signage that they put out on Saturday, so you'll be able to see it. But it's a great place to park, and you'll have easy access to any of the downtown businesses or events that are going on. And don't be fooled. It's actually not another business park. It is beautifully done on the outside. So it actually doesn't look like your typical parking garage. Mm -hmm. It's really beautiful and adds to the beauty that is Tyler, Texas. Absolutely. From what I understand, that's uh, free on evenings and the weekends. Oh, right. right. Evenings. I did forget. Evenings and weekends. That's correct. Mm -hmm. And so, Sam, your department was actually pivotal in getting us this parking garage. So can you tell me a little bit more about that and how citizens might be able to make recommendations for new projects that they want to see in the city? Yeah, I sure can, Veronica. Uh, Engineering, we do capital improvements in the city. And the way that capital improvements happen uh, in Tyler and kind of throughout a lot of municipalities in Texas is through the half-cent sales tax. We have a half-cent sales tax board in in Tyler, and they review a lot of different um, projects. We rank them based off of specific criteria, and the top-ranked projects go through. Something I don't think Uh, a lot of people know, and uh, something I think is really interesting there, is how these projects come to the board are just anyone suggesting them to them. So if you've got a project that you'd like to see Tyler do, I'd really encourage you to go to our website, cityoftyler.org. Just click on Departments, Engineering right there, and the half cent is is really big on that. You can submit a project. You can look at the work plan. You can see what we're doing, and we'd love to hear from you. This last year, I think we had 14 projects that were uh, submitted just by uh, um, citizens, not by business owners or not by employees of the city, uh, of the city, but just people who um, saw something that maybe the city and Tyler could be involved in in an infrastructure or capital improvement. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Actually, we'll make it easier for you. We will put the link to that specific 
form on the show notes. Oh, so that's just great. just scroll down and you can click that from yeah, there. Thanks so much. Also, uh, Billy could talk about the police substation. That was built sure. with half cent sales tax money down at Faulkner Park. There you go. Absolutely. It's a, a beautiful facility. Uh, it's uh, located on, on Cumberland, Cumberland Road. It houses our uh, every de- every department we have at our normal station in on West Ferguson has the exact same thing as the South Station, where there's uh, patrol officers, community uh, uh, response officers, where there's detectives, whatever the case may be, they're all housed down south. And mainly, it's provided citizens with a better response time. Uh, whether you're, you're you're down south or up north, that's our main goal. Uh, but we looked at it and saw that you know that our response times down south were, were a little lacking. So because of the half-cent sales tax, we're able to, to build that facility and uh, able to afford the citizens in that area with a better response time. Perfect, yeah. So that, that fund is, is specific for improvements to Tyler. If you've got some input on that, uh, take us a look. We have meetings open to the public that are public posted the second Tuesday of every month in the Tyler Development Center. And you can give us a call if you've got any questions at 903-531-1126. Okay, so if you have questions for us or if you have a topic that you want to see chatted up by maybe a subject matter expert send us an email public relations at tylertexas.com texas is spelled out or you can follow us on facebook and twitter city of tyler for both and just hashtag your questions roses and weeds and we'll find them thanks everyone Thank thanks you. for you having us awesome. this was fun i feel special this is the first inaugural Podcast. Absolutely. I feel special, special too. And the Let's best... hope they invite us back, Billy, once <laughs> they edit this thing. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> Why does everyone sound like Kermit? <laughs> Billy, that best dressed gauntlet is thrown down for the podcast. You're the current, yes. current winner. Yeah, Chief, uh, don't edit this. Do not edit this. Chief Teller has nothing on me. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, well, I think that is enough talking. Enough podcasting. Are we going to sing? I was going to say, you want me to sing? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And we're all singing a song together. Oh, boy. I don't know about this. (laughs) JK. Something about roses. Well, roses and weeds. Oh, yellow rose of Texas. (laughs) That's close enough. Yeah, that's enough.